Two movies enter, one movie leaves. This is The Great Movie Showdown. Tonight, we have Moana, a movie about a Ma- Ma- Maui princess, and Brave, a movie that asks if you had the chance to change your fate, would you? Okay, so we had some technical difficulties. Matt's audio got corrupted for the intro. We talked about our predictions for the live-action Mulan release through Disney Plus exclusive and like limited theatrical release and what we thought all that would happen. But the audio is all screwed up, so sorry about that. Anyway, we hop right back in now. All right, quick technical difficulties, and we're right back here getting ready to talk about Brave. All right, Matt, take us away with Brave. Oh my God. Why Why are you saying Brave like Wally? Is that how they say it? Like, You're like, we're brave. brave. No, it just is Brave, you know? And it's like, don't it? It's not don't, don't it. Don't it? No. Anyway, go ahead. It's Merida, right? Yeah. So, so Will, you're like doing the accent. Like, what one thing that sticks out to me with that accent is I notice how they say "mum," but they always say like "my mum," and I I don't know. I know like in England it's always like "me mum," but maybe in maybe in Scotland it's different. Maybe they're just like lazy. But anyway, (laughs) uh, my my main points with brave. I have like very few points, but. Like one thing that stuck out with me is the hair animation. Like I'm just like mesmerized looking at the hair, especially like little. What's her name? Is it Meredith? I just want to call her Brave. No, yeah, Meredith. <laughs> it's the princess, Merida. Merida, yeah. Huh? Just like even little Merida when she's like running around, and you just see yeah. her like big mop of red hair just like bouncing. I'm like, oh my god, this animation's amazing. Yeah. They really and, worked hard on that for uh, character reasons. That is very obvious. The movie's called Brave, but they needed a physical trait to also go with her character development, basically showing that she's this wild free spirit. And what better way to do that than to get that hair right? mop of hair? Yes, absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, she's confined, right? She's always so um, she's told by her mother to act like a princess, to be the princess, to do uh, what is what a princess should be doing because one day she'll be queen. So she just follow the rules. And once again, Mm. it's such a good character choice is to have that big old wild hair that, that breaks out that has to be set loose. She looked like so weird when she was really dressed up like a princess and had all the hair like tied back. Mm. Really weird looking. So Matt, your points. I want to hear, I want to hear. Oh yeah. uh, So afterwards. So with a brave, I've never watched Brave before. This is my first time watching it. It was actually like yesterday and today. And like me, like Will and I were like talking about it maybe last week and Will made a point to say like, yeah, it's two separate movies. And I was like, okay, two separate movies. Let's go see how it is. And like, it's getting started. Like I, like the first thing like that I'm thinking, like going into the movie, it's called Brave. She has a bow and arrow. Like, I'm assuming a war is going to happen. Like, some yeah, sort of war is going to happen, and then she's going to come and save the day. Mm-hmm. And then, but like, when all the people came and they were, like, trying to fight for Brave's heart or Mer- Meredith. <laughs> she's like, ah, this Merida. is so great. Merida. Merida. Keep going. Keep going. I love it. 
it, it's like like watching the movie like Top Gun, and we call like Maverick Top Gun. Yeah, exactly. This is so great. Oh man! But but uh, God, I need to figure out her name for sure because I'm Merida, calling her Barrett. Yeah, Merida. just do me a favor. Why Merida, are you telling me Merida, about it? Merida, just stare at her Merida, name on the screen. Yeah, Merida, Merida, Merida. <laughs> anyway. Like when when all the different clans were gonna like come over and fight for Merida's heart yeah. when she didn't really want want it, I was like, okay, maybe that will be like the bulk of the movie. It'll be like maybe some like Goblet of Fire Harry Potter thing where right. like that's what it is, or maybe mm, even yeah. like a little bit like Monsters Inc. Yeah, like that's yeah. basically. And I'm like, okay, and then okay, you're f- fighting with the mob. And it, it just feels like, like, like yeah, the writers like got really drunk or high or something one night, and they were just like, you know, it'd be weird if like the princess didn't get along with her mom and then turned her into a bear, and then right. it, you know, like look at her, she has a bear there's no, mom. Like, villain or anything. Mm. Well, it's, just... it's that other bear. Oh right. It just seems like the weirdest thing. Like it. It's completely out of left field. And I've known of this movie for eight years. It's been out for eight years. I've seen it discussed online. I've seen people talk about it. Like I heard about like the three, uh, the three little brothers that are triplets before. But nobody ever brought up that 75% of the movie is a bear mom. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Well, now here's the, here's the best part is for everyone listening. What Matt's talking about is the tone and how the film goes about establishing its characters in that first, I want to say like 25% of the movie, I want to say closer to 30, 35, maybe even 40%. All right. I know I just jumped up, but trust me guys. All right. I'm going somewhere like this. It's really okay. great because what happens, you get introduced to Merida, you get introduced to her mother, you get introduced to her father and her brothers, and you get such a detailed description of the world and what's at stake, which is the, the girl has to be a princess, she has to get married, she has to do what she needs to do, and then, um, you know, just kind of live this this confined life as a princess in a castle, and her mother is so rigid, she's accepting of her role, and it's really great, and you get this great sequence where the boys are all uh, competing for her hand in marriage, and she gets fed up with it because, first off, they all suck. Like the movie doesn't even go out of its way to to uh, let you know that maybe one of these guys might have some character complexity. There's none. They're all. <laughs> what about the last guy that like bites people yeah. and, and barely talks? Hold on, hold on, Matt. I, I, want, I, want, I want to illustrate this because then Pixar, with its great animation in high detail, does this like super cool slow motion shot of her driving this arrow through a whole nother arrow into the heart of the target. And it's, it's fantastic. It's so great. And it it sets up this tone of this film. That's going to be about this girl going out of her way to really freely express herself. And you're thinking, wow, this is going to be great. This is going to be good. And it doesn't really kind of do anything else after that. That is of that ilk. Instead, the film, which kind of slightly set up the Will of the Wisps, our little blue flame characters earlier with her and her mom in that introductory sequence when the big bear Mordu came up. And I always thought that'd be really cool if that shows up in the third act. Maybe Mordu, you know, saw it there with her dad and she runs off and has to defeat this bear or maybe save her dad at some point, which a, a version of that happens at the ending where it's her and her mom up against the big bear. 
because her mom's a bear and it's this whole thing. And then the film just <laughs> becomes about it becomes about like more than it needs to be. And that's the weird part. And so anyway, yeah. she goes and visits the witch, you guys. This is great because she she follows the witch to her feet. You, you know, you, you yeah. have to you have to find your feet, and she you follows the, the witch. Chance to change your feet exactly, and she had the chance to change her feet. And the witch does not tell her what exactly is in this little potion that she's gonna yeah. put it in this pie. Her mom eats the pie. Her mom turns into a bear. And that's so far out of the left field of what. The, <laughs> yeah, it was up. really weird. I remember watching it, being like, "This is a weird thing that they're going to do for five minutes, but whatever." Exactly. And, and then it just kept going, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And perfect is this, example is, is this um, the movie, right? Is this and, the movie. See, and the best example I can give is a movie we just recently discussed. You guys, uh, brother, people Bear. listening is we yeah, have brother bear is a good one, but not yeah. even that. I would go as far as to say just setting up tone, like what you're in store for as an audience. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, this is what we're doing. We're not gonna you know, go too far afoul is the emperor's new groove, which is perfectly set up with fourth wall breaking with the, the wildness that there's a dance number. There's this. So the tone yeah, is established. Did it right. Exa- I'm just saying that you're, yeah. you're not setting up any sort of realism. You know, there, if things get a little fantastical where a guy turns mm-hmm. into an animal, you're going to believe it. You're going to go, okay, yeah, this is kind of set up. It's kind of quirky. It's kind of funny. We're, we're doing this. The film didn't do any of that. The movie was set up almost like mm-hmm. a, it could have been live action. This could have been a really cool live action drama. Almost, almost like how like Moana is where it's like I have a journey to prove myself to my family. Sure, but even Moana balances the fantastical elements yeah. better, introduces them very early on. You get introduced to Maui right at the start and it's her, her grandmother's telling the story. And so it's really fun. It sets that adventurous tone. So we're in store for it and doesn't abandon that mm-hmm. tone. Brave mates literally digs its heel in like a running back – on like a 60 yard run on something like that and breaking free. Yeah. Just digs his heel and it makes a pivot, a sharp turn and breaks for a touchdown that none of us, none of us were even expecting, nor did we want. And that's not what was advertised. (laughs) You guys can go back and watch the ads for this thing. It, at first, all the marketing did not even mention a bear mom. That's why I didn't know. It didn't feel like that. I mean, you see a girl with like a bow and arrow, you think crazy Mm -hmm. stuff's going to happen. Not what is the bow and arrow. You know what? Your mom's going to, be a bear. Right. Like, and she doesn't brave, do anything man. with it. Yeah. She has Why a bow and arrow for marketing purposes. No, the movie's called Brave because the idea is, you know, she's very yeah. brave for, for breaking out of those normal. Well, uh, this was kind of coming off the heels part. of uh, Hunger Games, right? I think so. Yeah. It was like so. right in, right in like, I think so, it was the same year, like the first one came out. Yeah. Yeah. So they were probably like, oh, give her a bow. She's got to have a bow for marketing. Yeah, and it never comes up again to be any kind of relevant. Yeah. But I will say this. Jennifer Lawrence voice right. her. I will <laughs> say this about the the rest, this, that 60% of the movie that it, that we do get with Mom, Bear, and Merida. <laughs> yeah, the Mama Bear. It so is like good. waste Emma Thompson right. like that. It's like, yeah. yeah, we get this great actress, but we're going to replace her character I know. with a bear. And the thing is – Have a good yeah yeah oh my gosh please tell me someone please find footage of her doing the bear performance did she do the the actual bear or did they have someone else for the bear oh man it's so great i will let me just answer both questions let me just say that for anyone um this is not me saying hey you know this is kind of bottom of the barrel pixar no way it's not cars 2 or cars 3 it's 
it's fine. It's good. It's actually really emotionally touching the scenes where uh, she picks some berries and tries to give her mom fish. And at first her mother as a bear tries to keep a crown on her head. It's really cute. It's really touching and really uh, heartfelt also to see that there is an actual threat if the mom forgets that she's a human and goes full bear. So that was really cool little sequence. And then them playing like oh, yeah. a stream. Uh, the music choice was even good. I was like, oh, it's a nice little little scene here. I'm feeling a little something. It's touching my heartstrings. They had a Mumford and Son song. Oh, dude, I love that song. Yeah, they they did a version of it from um, – Yeah, like a cover. Yeah, they did with – um uh, um what is the girl's name? Birdie, I think it is. The actual – like that's her artist's name. And it, it, it's, it's good. Gonna make this bear my mom. The film has really great intentions and by the end it is really touching to see that this mom – and daughter story it, it's well encapsulated particularly with oh the the villain of the story more do i guess uh more do more do yeah more do um uh-huh. i guess he's the villain right because uh-huh. they need an antagonist some kind of thing to be some kind of threat there is a theme that the film tries to present with more do being a brother who just wanted power he wanted to change his fate because the other brother was going to be king so he he got this ultimate power we we assume it's just like he became a great warrior and killed his brothers but truth is he got turned and then he became a bear. a bear right yeah and killed him and then he's kind of had this ultimate power this bear who apparently lives forever because he's pretty old for bear he's state. like the high so he's a highlander bear yeah so right it's like molly but in bear form right and so i get it but also, it once again, I don't get it because it's about the mother and daughter's relationship. What does the mom turning into a bear have to do with Mordu? I, I still struggle to figure out like where. I okay. think I think what it's like trying to say is I want my mom like whatever happens to her, I just want her to change her mind. And then it's like, oh, I turn her into a bear, and she'll just turn into a bear forever, and then my mom will be God, <laughs> and I want my mom back. I actually do love her. And I don't want her to be a bear, which <laughs> See, it, doesn't, it doesn't really seem like a like a story that should have been yeah. built up. It like, didn't feel it, relatable. It's more like a movie review. Like we just watched the movie for the first time. It's kind of funny. Like we're like discussing things that people have already seen the movie. Like probably, oh, yeah, I guess the point of this show. But it, it, feels, yeah. it feels like a, like a reaction. Yeah. But um, Will, is this like based off of any story? Or is no, it like it's, it's a Pixar story? So okay. as far as I know, the the behind the scenes stuff was the original director. And this is where it gets interesting. The original director of the film was this woman. Her name is Brenda Chapman. That's right. Brenda Chapman was on board as the sole director. And she had this original story based on her relationship with her daughter and all this stuff. And we still don't know. If her original draft had the mom turning into a bear, but we know that it became like a really hard pivot and became a, a film um, yeah. directed by two people, basically because at some point Pixar um, pitched it to like the upper echelon, I guess, you know how they do like early screenings and stuff for mm-hmm. Disney execs. And they were just, they were like, dude, this, this tone is not what we need. It's a little slow. It feels a little too dramatic. We need this upbeat thing. We need something. And that's when they brought on Mark Andrews who has worked on other Pixar stuff, but her working relationship with Mark Andrews was so bad that they literally by, I want to say near the end of the production, probably like closer to 60% 
of the way through. And I keep saying 60% like it matters. I don't know. But the point is they weren't talking or speaking. They were both <laughs> yeah. literally working with the animators, working with the staff. It's usually what happens when you have two directors. Yeah, and they were they refused to speak to each other at all. And this was a big thing that Disney oh. wanted hush-hush. Yeah, the directors were not even speaking to each other. And so you literally do get – a kind of film that feels disjointed a little bit because and disney has kind of kept it on lock and key that we don't know who made what decisions where but this is the final product because they invested a bunch of money and they needed something to release regardless you know they weren't just going to keep piling money into it animation is hmm. expensive particularly pixar so so when did we get this weird bear story so there's a version of this movie without the weird bear stuff maybe I mean, once again, Disney has kept everything. You know, why couldn't they have a war? Our movies are perfect. A war would have been perfect. Yeah, I was expecting a war. I don't know. Could have been a war. Well, that makes sense. You're going to have her on the cover with like a bow and arrow. It's some weird, crazy Scottish Mulan Mongolians were supposed to come in. Maybe that would have been really dope. The Anglo-Saxons or the British or something. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been cool as hell. I mean, that's what that's what it seemed like was going to happen. Yeah, right. She was going to unite all the clans. Mom turns into a bear. Yeah. And then it's some weird, I don't know, something that feels not relatable at all. I will say this. Everybody who watched this movie in the early early scene where all the clans have like a little scuffle, a little kerfuffle, whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. If you guys look near, I think it's like one of the second to the last final shots before the mother walks in there and grabs all the guys, pulls their ears and stuff to break it up. Go back and watch. Someone throws a sheep from nowhere. There's no sheep in the scene. They saw all the people there, but suddenly a sheep gets involved and it goes flying in the background. And every time I saw that, it just gave me a chuckle because I just want to know who does that? Who's throwing sheep at somebody? Like, well, ah, with animation, just... you can uh, have objects just kind of come from anywhere. It's so fantastic, though. It's so like the way they do it. Yeah. If you blink, you'll miss it. But once you see it, it, it you can't help but see it every time because you just want to <laughs> know who threw it in what situation, what happened. It's pretty great. I love it. I do. I love that every time. Every time I watch it, I look for the sheep to go flying in the air. It's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's in the background. I love that stuff. That's like the Miyazaki style of filling in where things, right. you, don't need to, you don't need that extra animation. But if you watch it closely, they, they, yeah. do, they do. I the still job. love like the, the crazy one, like the one that was hiding behind the big guy. And then they just starts off the fight by like biting. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> awesome, and I, I love the dad. Like the dad's awesome. Ah, oh, Bill Billy Connolly is such a good actor, and I'm so. Yeah, like, I mean, I remembered liking the bits when the family was there and like the little kids were running around doing yeah. weird stuff, and it it just seemed fun then. But then when it was her and Bear Mom, it was like I <laughs> yeah. don't really care. I love about Bear this Mom. Bear. I I yeah. love I love Craig Ferguson as well as Lord of Macintosh. He was great. Uh, he was the oh, he was the one, one with the big black scraggly hair coming out. Um, and then, uh, of course, Robbie Coltrane, who was Hagrid, plays Lord Dingwall. He's holy. <laughs> oh, the picture here is him without the beard. And I was like, who the heck is that? And then you oh, said so Hagrid. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. He's so great. Okay. I, love, I love the voice acting for the clans. And like you guys said, if they would have done a different version that didn't involve a magic bear thing, who knows? But yeah, what we so got weird. was not – I know. And what we got wasn't necessarily bad. It's just, it's not what the film seemed to be pointing towards. And it was weird, such as a weird tonal shift. It was weird for Pixar, too. Yeah. Yeah. Pixar is usually full on all the way. Even if it was 
like maybe 20 minutes of that, that would be fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, but that's also like a weird amount to have. I don't know. It's the whole thing's weird. Yeah. Um, so but uh, they might've just been trying to like break the formula a little and mm-hmm. try something new. Oh, uh, Hey, speaking of breaking the formula, let's yeah. shift that to Moana, baby. Let's oh, do it. Are you, are you ready? Let me, yes. let me make sure I made all my points. I thought of that transition in real time. You're welcome. That's right, baby. Good transition skills. Yeah, that's nice. about it. Like all we had to say about Brave. Because yeah. there's not really much else to it. I mean, let's be honest. Even the score is kind of like not there. I don't really pay attention to it. There's just. Well, it, it was. I remember it kind of being like Celtic y or whatever. <laughs> it felt Scottish, right? <laughs> but I want to get to Mama Wanna. Okay. Let's do that. I'm ready. Uh, what what else can I say that hasn't already been said about Lin-Manuel Miranda's terrific music? This is Disney like as that. we needed it to be, dude. Yes. Like, this is it. He is, is I like, hope he does everything. I hope he's the new... Hot he, off the heels of Hamilton. Yes, and I want him to do this for every single Disney film. I hope they pay him truckloads of money to do this. He's a terrific songwriter. I feel like he is what we need for Disney to carry on that Howard Ashman style of music that you you can't say enough about. You just can't. You can't. You know oh. that he like for that uh God uh how far I'll how far I'll go. Yeah. Like he, he pulled the whole entire thing where he went to like his old house who stayed in his room and like basically got in the mindset of like a sixteen year old girl somehow and then came <laughs> up with that song dude how far i'll go was so catchy when i was watching it i I was getting chills particularly with the reprise with her grandmother which is so disney i was so proud of them for doing it i was like please do it to me hit me in the feels and they did it man the grandma passed away and the big uh shiny whatever you want to call it light of her spirit you know goes into the water and you get the big shot of the manta ray going under her boat and she hits the the great note um the actress who was singing for moana and um you know, hits that reprise and it's it's emotional. It's so great. And then obviously in the third act, when they bring the grandmother back, you're like, yes! Yeah, Force Ghost Grandma. Yes, Force Ghost Grandma. This is yeah. deep like Pocahontas. Like, I don't know if you guys can hear me. I'm going to do it right next to the mic. Just smacking my vein. Like, just get to me. Oh, pure. Yeah, it's uh. a family show. Well. <laughs> oh, you can't inject a dead grandma. Yeah. You wouldn't inject a car. (laughs) (laughs) All these dark themes from from a kid's movie. The point is, man, is, you know, these kids, all I got to say is they don't know nothing about what we've been through waiting on like a really great Disney musical. Disney, even even though they they had really good hits like Wreck-It Ralph, things like that. And I know Frozen was really big, but Frozen... For me, it had a really good song, but remember we talked about how it, it kind of abandoned the musical portion for a while of the movie. It was kind of music, music, music in the first half, and then it kind of stayed away. It didn't really even pick up from then for the second half. So yeah. it's good. I get it. I love everybody knows you know the, the song, Let It Go. Good job. All right, you got it. But to me, Moana was so – first off, like the propulsion – of the music every the movie is music i feel like it doesn't ever stay too far away from music even in the scene that sets up baby moana going into the ocean the score swells and that beautiful music that plays as the the ocean's playing with her hair and then if you cut to the end where maui's learning to get back with his big old hook Mm -hmm. um you know the music 
that picks up there is kind of a continuation of um, Matt. You were singing it, I think, when the we first started recording. Yeah, 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 we know the way. Like it's, it feels like a natural progression from there. And so the music to me is is so mm-hmm. interwoven into the storytelling. You you have to praise it, even when she gets to um, the heart of Tahiti and realizes, you know, the Taka is Tahiti, which is such a great theme to me. It was really cool to see that. And she sings to her and stops her cold. Literally, you know, she's a flaming hot thing, and then she cools off and she touches her and gives her a heart back. It's really sweet. You know, the, the movie never stays too far away from the music, and it's so great. Oh, I love it. So, Will. Yeah. I rewatched like half of it today just to like get my memory. I didn't have enough time. Which half? First or second half? First half. Okay. And like something really noticeable about it is how it really takes its time. It's like there's a story and it's developing like really slowly. I'm pretty sure yeah. we're like 40, 45 minutes in before she actually like goes on her journey. It certainly feels that way, but it's not. I promise you. It was. Actually. I feel like it was closer to twenty or thirty. Yeah, but, but it, did, like- it did feel slow. It did take a while to kind of have these bits move. Hold on, I have it. I have it on my Disney Plus right here. I'll figure out the exact time. Yeah. you guys well, are right. Yeah, yeah. I'm at like thirty five right now, and I, I figured. Um, and then obviously the big gamble that they put on there was having the rock sing. And that is him singing. He did such a great job oh, that you can't I didn't know that. I didn't know that was the rock until just now. Yeah, exactly. Well, my thing was, okay, he's going to do the vocal performances, but are they going to do, you know, a different actor singing and we're all going to notice yeah. it's going to be weird. 30 no, minutes he, guys. 30 right minutes in 30 is when minutes. what? What was, scene though? What specifically? Like when she when, leaves the Island? Yeah. When she like travels and like, she's gone for the rest. Okay. Okay. Because she I does that. in right when her grandmother dies. I feel like that's when the plot really takes yeah. off. Right yeah. at that moment when, her, when she's in the boat and then her grandmother's spirit, you know, does the whole thing. That's when you but clearly that's, get. That's still like a third of the movie where they're on like the uh, island and they're like setting up all the tones and right. like the family. But can we talk about that? The uh, I really do want to go be Twilight Zoney. How. Hmm anti go past the reef everybody was yeah oh very uh, oh the, you don't leave the cornfield anthony will send you to the cornfield if you go too far yeah that's true well, like it, it was, had- uh, i think it's like based off of like it's actually true that like polynesians for a thousand mm-hmm. years they didn't travel and nobody mm. knows why so this is like a theory yeah i could see that okay um, they they didn't travel because a giant Gaia creature was underneath an island. It's it's a cool legend. I mean, I don't know much about Polynesian. I don't even um, know what like year this movie is set in. Myths. Yeah, I don't. And that's a that's a credit to the film that you, you don't really mm. have Same to know brave. much. You get to enjoy it. Yeah, brave. I you don't really like know when that takes place. Movie was probably set in like 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because yeah, he makes like not. is that because he like makes references to like basketball while he's rapping? Mm. Oh, oh, I for, I forgot about that. Yeah, it is. It does have that weird like genie vibe. Yeah, where he's, and then his tattoos are like dancing around and oh, stuff. Oh man, that's so great. I will say this though because I I want to get through the the musical number for uh, Maui just to get to yeah. what is my second favorite villain song 
But let me just let me really? give the crab song, dude. Just hold on, hold on, Rather please. You guys, cause I will, oh, see, you want to go right to it? Okay, all right. Let me let me tap the vein again because it's oh it's so good. I love going it. right to it. Are we going to the shiny song? Oh, I love shiny so much. Every time it's on. Okay, so I I just oh my god ah uh, oh uh, yeah it feels so good. It that song when it came on I I didn't I yeah. didn't know Jermaine Clement. With Flight of the singer, Flight of the Concords, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, I, no. I didn't know much about Flight of the Concords or anything. But when he started singing, and the personality that is on display, just with his yeah. voice, is stupendous. Like I just want to give it a good chef's kiss. Just, just it felt like the whole movie kind of changed there as far as the vibe <sighs> with this goofy like disco crab man oh thing. he's so fantastic yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and he's not even like a main weird. villain he's really just yeah. there for that segment for the scene, yeah well and he's at the very end of the movie there's like a post-credit scene yeah yeah and uh, but somehow it doesn't take away from the film if anything it adds to that quirky yeah. nature of finding out who maui really is and that's what's so brilliant about the storytelling and the music is once again you have jermaine clement who is tomatoa is not just a character who gets to sing a cool song, but through the song and through the comedy and through the dialogue there, do you you get the growth of Maui's character. Now you're starting to peel back those layers of right. narcissism and insecurity and oh wow, Maui, you're you're not really that that big of a tough guy. You're not you've just you kicked Tomatoa's ass before, probably just to show off, and now you you don't really have it. You've lost your hook before, you it's it's just it's such a good character moment for for everyone involved because also once again you're you're showing that moana is self-sufficient and she truly is the hero of the film she she makes proactive choices in the scene she's she's just great you root for her yeah. because just how like a good villain needs to keep winning in order for you to feel a threat you want your hero to actually come through with really good decisions in order for you to get behind them. Like, wow, look at, you know, it's not just yeah. about, okay, they made it by the skin of their teeth. It's always about, well, you put your character in a situation. Can you write them out of a situation without making it feel conceited or kind of, how do you say it? What am, what am I thinking of when things happen? By yeah. Like you just, yeah, you're just trying the to. Most interesting way to get them out of the tree. Yeah. Like without making a tree it seem, throw rocks at them. What, what am I trying to think of though? It's like when everything has to work out perfectly for them to get out of said situation. Um, it's like contrived like or whatever. Action. Is it ex machina? Yeah, like it, it just resolution. Ugh, whatever. Let's Point is, that. It, it's, it's like <laughs> when the T Rex eats all the Velociraptors and it's like you, turns into a ninja and nobody can hear it. Oh, like, I don't oh, know. Oh, the like that. MacGuffin. Sure, you guys. Thanks. The briefcase. Thanks, the briefcase guys. Is the MacGuffin. Yes, thanks, guys. Um. Anyway, hold on. I got a couple of things to say real quick. No, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I've been talking forever. The most. I feel like the line that like like hurts me. That's like <laughs> we're watching an adult movie. Like this is yeah. Like tears through my heart is when like uh, Moana is trying to convince Molly to like stay. And like try to like return the heart of the ocean, and then you could just see Moana like trying to like muster up like like what little bit of confidence she has left. It like does her whole entire speech like I was chosen by the ocean, and then The Rock playing Molly just like looks at Moana and goes, "Well, the ocean chose wrong," 
and then just leaves. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh. And it was like broke my heart. And I'm like, oh, like, like literally like watching a soap opera reaction. Yeah. What's weird too is like she makes the right call pretty much throughout the movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Where it's just like straight on, this is how we should do the thing. And everyone seems like they're just against her the whole way. Yes. I, I what happens when you're a 16 year old girl. Yeah. Well, the, the the movie's just trying to make her seem like she's how you say it. She's uh, I'm I'm having a brain farts here, guys. But she's clearly not a a damsel in distress. But she also teeters a line of a bit of like a Mary Sue, which I can see story wise, where she just clearly knows how to do everything and knows how to get through everything. But she does make her mistakes as far as. <sighs> trusting Maui at one point and then also kind of believing she, in oh, didn't she sorry. go like a little bit too far like and actually like got his hook cracked like and exactly that and that's, that's yeah. what I mean she's not without her her personal character flaws as far as her decision making but the film just does a good job of getting you on her side and not making it feel forced but I do want to go back on to one song which is uh where you are when the film opens up I don't I don't think uh, uh, that's it's underrated. Like, it's so underrated because, and this is what I wanted to get into, is how well the f- the film relies on that just for introducing the village, introducing the culture, introducing um, the mom, the dad, obviously Moana, her grandmother, and it sets up all the stakes right there. You get everything you need in this one song of what's at stake for Moana. She feels, they, she has everyone's telling her she has everything she needs right here. You know, yeah, they like talk about how important the coconuts are and they do this yeah. and do that and they do that. And then like uh, 10 minutes later, like all the coconuts are gone and they're like, it's, oh, yeah, what it's, do we do? Oh, man. It's songwriting, storytelling. At, it's great. It's at its peak, dude. It's so great to see that you get everything you need and then boom, we're off to the races. Now we're just it's we're like able to relatively long song. I know it has like a like kind of like an intermission where they're talking. Yep. And then it goes back into the song, but it feels like it's maybe like five minutes or something like that. I think it is. Tell you the truth, I don't have the. All I know is after listening to it again, I got to add it to my Disney playlist. I don't know why I left it off. Yeah, that's that was a mistake. And that's what I mean about the the music in this film pushes it beyond its pretty. I mean, let's just say that it's it's been done before. The, the, no, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I feel like the music obviously helps, but I feel like the story is like one of the strongest stories I've seen. Like it's oh, very, sure. no, it's no, very no. complex. I yeah. mean, and it's like a journey sort of like. Yeah, it's a like, fun Can you give me an example of other Disney movies that are kind of like we have a destination we need to go to and Treasure Planet. There's actually a really good video. You might like this. Um, I probably there's would, actually a good yeah. video comparing it to uh, stuff like, I think it's the story elements uh, fit with Pocahontas pretty well, but also Mulan, which once again, you have your hero who has a mystical guide character, whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. they learn about themselves and learn to save their people and preserve their culture well, it's, and things like that. It's more of like, I think it's kind of different from it's Mulan it's yes. and Pocahontas because because it's like a journey like you have a sidekick and you go on a journey and you have a goal it's almost like Lord of the Rings or something 
Either way, bad. All I'm saying is, I mean, I that is do... kind of most movies. That's true. See, right well, there, no, the hero's, hero's journey, most Western well, storytelling. Well, example like with Milan, it's like very war. It's mm-hmm. like war is like the major theme and fighting and like bringing honor to your family, which I guess is like a theme for a lot of Disney movies. And with Pocahontas, it's just like uh, two different cultures colliding, which isn't right. really a theme for this one. No, the, but this is more of like a culture. like a swashbuckler. But what's the term? No, you had a swashbuckler Pirate? fun yeah, adventure, like where it's like like almost like kind of similar to like the story on the new Star Wars, The Last <laughs> Jedi, or something. Where it's like we got to go here, then we got to go here, then we got to go here, then we got to go here, and then Excellent. that's like yeah, yeah, we run into these people. Where I feel like and I, I like enjoyed that with the last movies. Star Wars. Well, no, it's not like <laughs> with, with, with Pocahontas. She stays in her little area and she just goes back and forth between her tribe yeah. and John Smith. Like that's not with most Matt, movies. Matt, I just want to say this: I I couldn't stand your vehement defense of Pocahontas at all, but I'm really enjoying your stance for Moana. I appreciate it very much. Pocahontas kind of also the water me. looked really good. Let's yeah, talk about the water, water animation fan. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Water, One more thing hair, I want to bring up the, before, and I kind of want to go back to physics of the whether or not the plot of Moana is that. Zach, I promise you're going to get your time. I'm sorry, Zach, but no, you're fine. We, we've been talking about the music for so long. We've been talking about the music for so long, and I've been wanting to bring up this topic for a while. Where would you rate the soundtrack for like Disney movies on our list? Probably, probably on our list, like. Like this is like one of the best soundtracks probably of the last decade. Is that yeah. safe to say? Probably yeah. in this millennium. Yeah. And how far back does it go where you could compare it to like what what movie does it go back to where you could say it's not better than that soundtrack? It's not better than Beauty and the Beast. But hold on. But is it better than Lion King? No, I don't think it's better than What about Lion King? Mulan? Yes. Okay, so we got a Milan. It's better than Pocahontas, probably. Better than uh, what? Hercules. Yes. Hunchback of Notre Dame, which we don't even Obviously. have on our bracket. Yeah. Oh my God, Matt, you love to bring that up every single time. Continue. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I do feel like uh, that one should be on the bracket. So probably like, probably <laughs> like Lion King. I, if I had to make a list, or at least a top five, there would probably start with Beauty and the Beast. It would have to go Lion King, Little Mermaid. I think Moana would somewhere get in between four or five. But what I about Aladdin? Think, see, that's what I mean. Like, I think there's yeah. Aladdin and Moana, and I feel like that's a really good list. So, that's a solid yeah, list. yeah, like basically our consensus is it's the best soundtrack since like the Dizzy Renaissance. And it's better 100%, than Frozen. Better yeah. than Frozen 2. For sure. I know I, there are people who are going to disagree with me. That's fine, but I just got to be honest, man. Better I than feel, Tangled, better than Princess and the Frog. Oh, Tangled is solid, but no way. It doesn't crack my top five, no. And I feel like Frozen before Moana would have been my my number five for sure, but Moana mm-hmm. just took my heart like the ocean. So I think that yeah. really like proves your point about what's his – I would like on his name. I'm familiar with him. The guy that Lin-Manuel created Hamilton. Miranda. Yeah, yeah. I think that really like makes your point clear that he should really be a staple, absolutely, on on Disney movies because he's actually bringing 
Disney movie back to the Disney Renaissance era. Yes, please. He's gonna be like a he's gonna be like a Howard Mankin type guy. Well, is he just creating the music or is he just creating the lyrics or is he creating Yeah, just the, the lyrics. No, yeah, no, so, no, he's doing Oh he's doing both? I think he's just doing lyrics. Yeah, because uh what how I, I started like the first I started at uh the Howard Mankin documentary and what he had Howard a, Ashman. It's Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. Thank you. Sorry, I'm. They're just they're just so close and they're so part of each other. I felt the need yeah. to like combine their names. I could be wrong though about Lin Manuel Miranda. I feel like he probably would be able to do the lyrics and the music, seeing as how he did that for Hamilton. Yeah. I can't imagine he can't do it for this. So I could be wrong. I I find um, it interesting that uh, it's Howard Ashman, right? Howard Ashman, baby. Like he did Little Shops of Horror, and then he started doing the Disney Renaissance movies, and oh, then, yep, and then Miranda is that his name? Last name Miranda? Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm really doing bad with names right now. Yeah, but, that's okay. But what he has Moana, he has Hamilton. I think I I don't know if he has any movies lined up, but I think we just decided that he probably should. Yeah, Disney, make it happen. Yeah, I I know. Uh, Probably will. I mean, he's doing stuff for Disney now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and more they, like Disney is. What you mean, like the Disney Plus thing, the yeah. of Hamilton. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to to, I guess to talk about other elements, I do like the the animation and its growth mm-hmm. for Disney and their three D animation because obviously they're they're done away with two D animation so. To see their 3D animation grow and really take leaps with that water simulation was fantastic. And it's not always just about how the water moves within a physical space, but also the different colors of water. You know, you have your very clear water, and then you have a little bit of murky water, and then obviously the nighttime scenes when she's mm-hmm. looking through and and how and her, like behaves. diving in the water after the chicken yeah, and then coming all, back and you see her drenched hair. And then, and then the drenched hair, absolutely. The animation here is top notch because when characters are wet. You know, it's not just they dry off in a matter of minutes. It it really looks like some really damn wet hair. And I know everyone's like, well, who cares about the wet hair? I'm just saying, man, there's people who probably spent hours on that dang thing, and it looks great. Yeah, like, but so write them a card or something and tell them how it, much you appreciate it. it. Yeah, you really <laughs> should. I, th- I think I should. Probably. No, not that wasn't directed at you, though. It was directed at the people that I'm don't just care saying, about the wet hair. Yeah, right. But, yeah, write them a card. <laughs> Like you saw, listening to a great movie show. What are your kids writing? Uh, maybe you'll get a response back. Um, as far as the thematics between Brave and Moana, it's really interesting that Brave sets up this relationship between the mom and the daughter, and it, it mm-hmm. has its own funky way of going about it. We discussed that, but there is a theme there, and it's kind of hard to point out because they they go about it in a weird way. But we get it. Okay, you know, like like Matt said, very simply, oh, well, I found out that I really do love my mom. I don't want her to be a bear anymore. It's kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's fine, but it, it – I don't think she wanted her to be a bear in the beginning. I don't think she wanted her to be a bear either, but the point is yeah. now that she realized she didn't get what she truly wanted, right? She just wanted her mom to understand her, and somehow her mom becoming a bear helped them grow closer. Yeah, she wanted to change her mom's <laughs> face. Totally are, get it. like – us like discussing the plot is just the funniest thing. Just, I know. Her mom becoming a bear became. 
Right. But Moana does a good job of establishing that this isn't so much about a girl's relationship with her parents, her mom, or whoever. It's a relationship with who she is as a person. She has to fit a role. She's being assumed a, a role of responsibility that she doesn't know she's quite ready for because she's adventurous. She wants to lead. Yeah. She wants to leave the island because she feels like she's contained in this space. Well, she kind of merges that. It, it's it's really great to see that the character doesn't just say, well, forget my role. I'm just going to be who I want to be, which is more or less what Brave ends on, that forget the role I'm given. I'm going to make something new. Moana goes about it in a much more, I feel, I guess, nuanced and well-balanced way because it ends up with, no, I'm going to lead my people, but we're going to leave the island. We're going to be explorers like we once were. And because I've found the heart of the ocean and I've restored it and, you know, she assumes that responsibility. It's a great note to end the movie on. And the music, once again, at the end is soaring and it ends on a high note. It's great. That's a good point, Will, because with the whole entire thing with Brave, it's all about her and what she wants. Right. With Moana, it's, I need to do this. People are telling me I can't do it, but it's the only way I could save my people. Yeah. yeah. I do it. And the stakes feel a lot higher there. Yes. hundred percent. Thank you. Sorry. I know I did a whole lot of talking. Then Zach comes in and just really kind of nails it right where he needs to be. He's like the stakes. Yeah. <laughs> it, Thank needs, you, Zach. it needs more bears though. Polynesian <laughs> bears. <laughs> what is a bear going to do on a tropical Island? I don't know. Did a, did the rock change into a bear when he was like changing into a bunch of nobody got animals? that cool shark head? Oh, but he yeah. also yeah. he also yeah. turned into like the elk or the reindeer from Frozen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think at one point he did. I'm pretty sure that was a moose. I don't know. I mean, I think it looks like it. Yeah, I think it's Which... a reindeer or an elk. Oh man, yeah, I do think it was a reindeer. Now that you mention it, maybe he seemed big to be a reindeer. Aren't reindeer small? No, we just picture him being small because of Christmas propaganda. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, because I think, I mean, reindeer are built like moose anyway. When you look at them, like they're hefty. Right to the show. Tell us. Set us straight. Yeah. Are reindeer moose? (laughs) Anyway, so if Moana and Brave got in a fight, who do you think would win? Oh, God. You know, Zach, it's funny you said that because I was like, how would you feel about a movie? Because they're like relatively the same age where they're like hanging out and they're like solving problems together. But you're straight up wanting them to fight. Yeah, no Mary-Kate and Ashley adventure. This is Mary-Kate versus Ashley. So I assume uh, Merida has the bow. And what does Moana have? The chicken? Moana has the crazy like spirit of the ocean and her oar. Well, that's like an easy answer. Possibly like rabid chicken. But will will Merida feed her feed her a bear pastry? Yes. (laughs) A bear claw. Yeah, whatever. Who knows? You can tell we're running out of things to talk about in this show. <laughs> hey, this is a this has been a pretty quick episode. Do we want to? Do we have anything else to say before we get not ready to really. vote? I'm not gonna lie. This is yeah. This is very quick because honestly, Brave just came out lackluster. There's not really much there, and that's to the yeah. movies. I think that's why the film kind of feels like there's not much there because there's literally not 
much there. It's a funny movie. I encourage everyone to watch Not it, much. particularly because it's on Disney Plus. It's a fun movie to watch. It, you'll get so many good chuckles. I, I, if I have to say anything else about Brave, the voice acting by Bobby Coltrane, mm-hmm. Craig Ferguson, Billy Connolly, um, and the individual clans when you do see them, when all the dads are there and like all the physical comedy in there with the, them trying to escape up the, the tower, I think, or whatever. The, the infighting between the clan leaders is hysterical. It's great. It works. It hits every time. But the magical, fantastical elements of the film, particularly when she leaves and she's they have the whole scene with Mordu and she finds out Mordu is the brother or whatever, it just it drags. It doesn't really hold, as, as Zach, you said, the best. Like I said, yeah. you, you hit it right where it needs to hit. The stakes just don't seem very high for a whole lot of people. And even the third act feels like, okay, uh, cue the big bear monster we've been setting up because now our characters need a physical thing to overcome. It's not set up that way. Honestly, if he never showed up again and it was just about them almost killing the mom, that would have been more uh, emotional than the mom saving her from the bear. I think that would have actually been a really great ending instead of having them try to fight Mordu and, you know, whatever, if it would just been her pleading for a mom's life and fighting everybody off and being brave for real and kicking some ass, maybe that would have been really cool. Why is it called brave? I I honestly should be called like like, becomes more introspective, I guess. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, man, the the production issues for this film definitely did something, but yeah, we're we're ready to vote. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I feel like, uh, like this was a different movie and then they're just like, well, we cut all this stuff. Now there's not much there. And then an executive was just like there, there, <laughs> bear, turn the mom into a bear. There we go. That's the movie. No, uh, Zach, you're leaving out what? the important part. <laughs> Zach, okay. You're leaving out the best part. We all know how it really happened. It was, and sorry, kids, sorry for the children listening. It's, Hey, uh, we have this thing. There, there's some issues with the story. What are we going to do? <gasps> oh, I got it. I got it, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mom should be a bear. Bear mom. Figure it out. I don't know. I just got this crazy idea right now. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man. It's going to be great. And then there's going to be like a juiced up, roided out bear with like arrows and spears in his back. And he's going to attack him. Figure that out, too. I don't know. Figure it out. And there's a witch. Oh, the witch. And she's got the weird talking crow. I wish the witch was in there longer. I mean, it feels like a joke plot. It's like a like a joke plot from like a BoJack Horseman movie. And the whole entire thing about like the witch leaving a message and being like, I'm going to this convention if you need me. And then it seemed like something out of a Shrek movie. It did, yeah. man. And that's what I mean. The tones are so all over the place. I'm telling you, he was a coked out movie executive over at Disney who just just, just hitting those lines. It was like, I, I got it, guys. <laughs> all right. Um, well, well, then it was a, it, it, for editing purposes, it was a Disney executive who might have been under the influence of certain substances when he made these decisions. Thank I, you. I, I don't know if we can like say that, actually. If we can say a Disney executive <laughs> did drugs. Do you think we're going to get so sued? Like, we're obviously making a joke. <laughs> Clearly. Well, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know. We're not, like, exactly. big enough. I just really that. don't want to be. I, I think us getting sued by Disney would just give us more attention and we'll have more than 100 downloaders. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, we should, say, we should say more shit about Disney. 
we should just get some controversy going. Well, yeah, but it's like that means I might never direct a Pixar <laughs> we movie. We should turn it to like Howard Stern, where we just have like porn stars discuss Disney movies. Hold on, hold on, Matt. You were talking, and Zach made a really good point. We're going to ruin his shots at directing a Disney yeah, movie. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what am I? I gotta get that. I gotta get that MC Universe money. <laughs> Yeah, what, I if, what if you get James Gunned, though? What do you mean? Oh, you go back through your old tweets. No, Zach doesn't have any bad stuff. I don't think so. No, not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's do these votes. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do the vote. All right. Matt, would you like to go first? Yeah. I guess Moana. Everybody <laughs> that, like... 20 minutes into the show probably do that yeah definitely all right will definitely moana it's got to be moana i gotta go with moana too honestly sorry it looks like brave just had too many bears i guess (laughs) yeah it had one bear and that was fine but then when it got to two bears two bears too many no yeah just no yeah Two bears, too many. Why is it called Brave? Yeah. Tweet at us. Why is it called Brave? (laughs) (laughs) We should have saved the episode. Uh, Moana versus why is it called Brave? (laughs) I love that. I do. Oh, but But I tell you what, man, this conversation. Why? Why (laughs) is it called Brave? I'm I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to get a tattoo. Because she had the bravery to try and change her fate. Could I get a tattoo that says, why is it called Brave? Why is Brave called Brave? I'm Googling it right now. Oh, this is going to be great. What was Brave originally called? Oh. Wow. Pixar's Brave went through so many rewrites. It was originally named Coward. Pixar Animation Um, is known far and wide as an entertainment titan, a veritable wonder emporium staffed with only the finest. So this is medium.com oh yeah that in-depth journalism was brave a success i don't know why huffington post has an article said is anyone actually brave and brave (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe it was the mom's transition into a bear it was brave and stunning maybe they just thought that it was brave for the studio to turn someone into a bear Maybe it was just brave for the studio to just release a movie that didn't even know what it was. Well, that will. So I have a story for you. This this whole entire conversation reminds me of like back in the day when like Zach and I would hang out after high school and we were mm. watching wrestling, and okay. it was with our group like group of friends. We we're like not really into wrestling, but we'd like watch the pay per views because like didn't have like much else to do. And we'd always invite Zach, and Zach would just watch it with us, and he'd go, "Why are they fighting?" And it was like one of those things where yeah. you think about it, it was like, why are they fighting? Because I guess the execs are just writing them to hate each other. But would you like stop right. and think like, yeah. why are they fighting? Why is it brave? Why are they fighting? Yeah, because it's Ugh. always like, ooh, he pissed me off. Oh, he did this and I'm going <laughs> to take him down now. It's like, is there no like your mediation or anything? 
Like, <laughs> it's like we're gonna settle this in the ring uh, with a folding chair across the back of your skull because that's how we resolve conflicts with concussions. Not a folding chair, clearly a sheep. Remember, they throw sheep, not folding chairs. They're gonna throw sheep at each other, that's what they're gonna do. Treat them like steel chairs in WWE. Like maybe back in like the 70s, they would use animals. (laughs) So I've got to read part of this this article. So this HuffPost article says, uh, question, is Brave (laughs) Pixar's worst movie? Answer, no, Pixar's worst movie is still Cars 2. How long did it take you to decide Cars 2 was worse than Brave? 20 seconds. (laughs) So again, it's important to say that movies are hard to make. We need to acknowledge that. We're not just here to like rip movies apart and just be assholes. We do this for entertainment purposes. Obviously fun. we're not. We love new movies. We think they're fun. We think they're interesting. We think that the art is subjective, the art's important, all that. And we just want to throw that out because I feel like we uh, were uh, pretty uh, pretty rough on Brave. Not really. I mean, Well, yeah, yeah but I, I just want to like put that disclaimer out, you know. Like we know production stuff is crazy. It's not like we're just making fun of it the whole entire time. We're just asking. Yeah, I know. This is a disclaimer, Matt. It's just a disclaimer. I'm I'm with that disclaimer. I approve of (laughs) this a good solid disclaimer, making sure we're not just poo pooing anybody's because who knows? There could be somebody out there who really loves Brave, and I'm I get that. I'm just pointing out that there were issues, and that sometimes you know you have to go with the best product you have. I'm sure all the animators and the filmmakers who worked on it did their best, but let's be honest, it's not top tier Pixar. Hey, it's okay though. It's a good time. It's such a good movie. I can't yeah. re- recommend it enough. It is really funny and it's really creative. And damn, that hair, that hair animation was good. Hmm. That hair hey, animation. Will. What? what? Everybody makes fun of Pocahontas, and I like Pocahontas, and I just deal oh with it. Oh my god, the Pocahontas. Anyway, I'm thanks like, so much I'm for like joining you, us I'm on like this. You, snow, you brave snowflakes. I'm not easily triggered. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the Great Movie <laughs> Showdown. As always, uh, no, guys, waitresses, spay and neuter your pets. Uh, I believe in uh, sustainable farming. And uh, follow us on the Great Movie Showdown on Don't Twitter. Don't you want a preview? That's at Great Showdown. A preview. Hang on. We're getting there. Jeez. Do I do this every show? You do. Yes. Every time. <laughs> yeah, like I'll hand it over to you. Like I'll be like, and Matt's going to take off with the preview or whatever time, after I finish. Guess. Anyway, yeah. follow us on Twitter at Great Showdown on Twitter. Tell us you like the show. Tell us you hate the show. Tell us to kill ourselves. Whatever you feel like. You know, <laughs> let us know movies that you want to see on this show and what your thoughts are on Moana vs. Brave. Tell us if you want us to turn into bears. And uh, let's throw it over to Matt to tell us what you can expect next episode. We got, we got Up versus Levo and Stitch. Oh, this is going to be so hard. I don't like this. I don't now, like that. Now, I don't this like isn't going to be like one of those movies where it's three movies. It's actually Lilo and Stitch is its own movie. No way. Yeah. Thank no. you, Matt. Because anyone who's listening to this clearly would never know that Lilo and Stitch is. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, Lord. Lilo and anyway, Stitch is like a really interesting movie, though. Like It's yeah. fantastic, and so is Up. I don't like this, guys. Lilo and Stitch also oh, had, a, had a had a sequel that led into an animated series that was kind of interesting and goofy. Yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, like, this is going to be like the Sophie's Choice episode for me. Oh, yeah, that would be an interesting one. 
and which one of my children's gonna have to be sent off to the Nazi camp? This is not good. No. Oh. All right. Well, uh, this is probably the part where we fade out. How about we talk <laughs> about how Molly peed on Moana? That seemed kind of weird. That was pretty funny, though. It was. Oh yeah, that's right. He did. He peed on her. Their chemistry was great. Yeah, he definitely peed on her. This has been a Nice Throw production. Nice throw, Matt.